a Reiki master, finds out about the demonic truth behind Reiki, psychics, spirit guides, and more on this week's Spirit Answers Podcast. So, Bella, um, eventually your story takes you to encounters with demons, uh, psychics, and Reiki energy healing. But Mm -hmm. I understand that's not how your story begins. So if you could kind of take us back to the beginning of your story. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, So going back to the beginning of my story, um, I was pretty much raised Catholic and especially on my mom's side, my family was very, very religious. Um, my maternal grandmother, she was very strict. She was very traditional and she was um, a devout Catholic woman that she was very much well, well respected in her church because she was just so dedicated to God. And she pretty much expected all of her grandchildren to, to be just like her. And so she held us up to these high standards. And, you know, growing up as a child, I didn't really have too much of a real good like relationship with God because I just never really took it very seriously. Um, I would go to Sunday school every week because that was just something that my mom kind of just made me do but I never took it, like, I never really felt like I really needed to be there. I was just, it was, for me, it was more of like a, like a social kind of thing. And for me to just like do I was out, what I was told to do. Um, so yeah, so I never really understood like how God thought of me. And I just never had that strong relationship with him. And as a child, I was also um, I think as a child I also I just carried this like hints of sadness to me because I went through a lot of childhood trauma and this was from a family friend that like um, I went through a lot of sexual abuse growing up and I'm sorry to hear that yeah um for the longest time i couldn't even talk about it because it was just so so hard for me to even talk about it with anyone because i always felt like in a way i don't want to i don't want to make other people uncomfortable and because of the way that my parents responded to it it made me feel like everything that happened to me was my fault and that I was bringing shame to my family. So that was kind of like something that, (sighs) it was just really hard because, you know, as a child, you grow up thinking that you could trust this person because there's someone close to you and you respect them. And, and then when you, they do something to break that trust, like you understand like what they're doing is wrong. Like it just feels wrong, but at the same time you feel like you can't really tell anyone about it because that's what you're told 
not to do is not to tell anyone about it. And then when you do have the courage to finally tell someone about it, which is your parents, and they don't do anything about it because for whatever reason, they feel like it's going to bring shame to your family. It made me think that, yeah, that everything was my fault. And that was a really big lie that I believed from the enemy was that everything bad that happened to me was the cost of something that I did. And I think that's also why growing up, I also was obsessed with being perfect because for me, that was a defense mechanism. Um, I felt like, because if I have this illusion that my life is perfect, then I'll be safe that way. And for me, that was a way for me to keep my mind intact. Um, Yeah, so I was very much obsessed with appearing perfect, you know, being good at everything that I did. I just felt like if I wasn't perfect, then there was something in me that I lacked that I wouldn't be safe in that I was going to, everything would be my fault. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I carried this shame um, going up and a lot of that affected how people saw me as a teenager was because I would drink and parties very heavily at night. But then at day, you know, when, when I'd go, sco- go to school, people saw me as this like smart, successful girl who had all her, like she had everything together. And they wouldn't have known that I had this, like a different kind of life at night because I hid it so well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, drinking was a distraction. You know, I was partying with all these older kids and for me, I just felt like I wanted to escape. Um, yeah, that was my way of escaping the pain that I was going through. And it was at that time as a teenager that I ended up getting into a relationship with this older guy that he was very manipulative and it was an emotional, physical, and psychologically abusive relationship. And like looking back at it, I was just in a really low place. And that's, I feel like when you, when you don't love yourself and you don't know your own worth, then that just gives people the opportunity to tell you, to tell you your worth. And at that time, I didn't feel like I was worthy of the right kind of love. That was the love that I thought I deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And just like, you know, as someone with a counseling background, um, mm-hmm. that, that is honestly, it's pretty, pretty common. I think that if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, it's very hard to have a good relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that it's interesting that that kind of comes back around too, as we get to the the end of your story and, and your relationship that you start forming with, with God, um, how it all kind of ties together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I was drinking very heavily and just doing all these things to distract myself. And um, 
So I think the new age for me was also really, it was a really big way for me to also distract myself, you know, because mm -hmm. I thought that doing all these new age practices in a way, I thought that these were the things that were going to heal me, but it just, it was like this endless quest. Like, even though I was doing one thing after the other, I still felt like my whole was, my, I still felt like my heart was not complete. Like there was still this empty like gap that I had, I kept trying to fill and fill with different new age practices. How did you start getting into them? Do you remember? Um, okay. So I started to get into the new age was when I had this like spiritual awakening. And so pretty much when I was 23 years old, um, this, I had like a really terrible heartbreak and it was after, you know, having this really like deep intense connection with this guy that I thought like, I thought this guy was my soulmate, <laughs> like looking back at it, but, um, it was just, I just hadn't experienced that type of relationship before. And after we ended, it was just, it was a really terrible shock to my soul. And I felt like, I just felt like a part of me was just ripped out. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. which is why I also, I think that soul ties are very much, very real. <laughs> I don't know if you know about those. Yeah, uh, I would agree yeah. with you. Yeah, but it pretty much this was a soul tie and pretty much what it ended like like we were connected to, to each other in the spiritual realm. So when we ended, like I could like it really I could really feel like my soul was like ripped out from me. Yeah. And was part of that, do you think it was just like the relationship that you had or was this other person also like involved in the new age? Um, no, he was not involved in the new age. We, uh -huh. I didn't get into the new age until after this happened. Uh -huh. um, we were just, I think it was just the connection that we had. I think yeah. it was um, because this person also was a, we were both very hurt people. We both had our demons. And I think because we had this trauma bond that it connected us in a way that was very intense and very powerful. And that was kind of like how we, this soul tie kind of happened, you know? Um, right. And, and just so for other people that aren't, may, maybe aren't aware. Um, so a couple of terms there. So the new age is really just um, like a spiritual, different types of spiritualities, um, mm -hmm. kind of pulling from different types like Hinduism, Buddhism, really all different types of spiritualities and, and taking whatever kind of works for you during your, uh, along your, your kind of spiritual journey. And mm -hmm. then a soul tie is, um, kind of uh it, it's what happens in relationships usually very close relationships um when there's you know typically between two people and it really represents uh, an incredibly um strong emotional and spiritual bond with another person so i just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that uh, people kind of understood those terms before you keep going but keep going i didn't mean to interrupt you oh yeah no, that's fine um yeah so we had this soul tie and we had this type of connection where we could understand each other in a way like we didn't even have to talk but like we could understand each other's like feelings and emotion by just like looking at each other um he was like my opposite you know and i was his opposite and yeah so pretty much after we ended it triggered this really like 
it triggered this awakening in me because that's when I started to see numbers. You know, I didn't know about numerology before then, but I started to notice different numbers kept repeating in different areas in my life. Like I would see the number 555. I would see it repeating like on billboards or on receipts or like even on license plates or the time on the clock. Like I would notice these things. And I was just thinking, you know, like this can't be a coincidence. I just thought like something like some higher power is trying to like reach out to me. And so that's when I, I looked it up on the internet and that's when I learned that it was an angel number and it meant that I needed to release the past and all these old paradigms. And that's, I truly believe that there was something big that was going to happen in my life because that's what it also meant and that I needed to let go of whatever was weighing me down, just let the past go. And so because I was getting into numerology at that time, um, I think that's also when I started to get like more interested in like seeing psychics. Um, oh yeah, but before I get into that, I also was having like these um, visions in my dreams or like prophetic dreams of things that were gonna happen in the near future. And most of these dreams were about like things that were gonna happen like to other like people or like people reaching out to me. Um, so one of the dreams that I had was that one of my best friends, she gave birth. And for me, this, this wasn't a literal dream, but I interpreted it as like a figurative dream of something was gonna end in her life so that another thing could begin. And she was like, yeah, you're right. You know, my husband, he's leaving for the military and I'm gonna have to learn how to be more independent without him because I'm so used to being so codependent. And now this is the end of that. And I have to learn how to be more self-sufficient on my own. And then I also had um, like literal dreams of like people that were gonna reach out to me. Um, like one of them was with another best friend. I dreamt that she was gonna text me and then a few days later she did. And I also had a dream that the guy that I had, um, the guy that broke my heart um, was gonna reach out to me and he did a few days later. Wow. Did, did these dreams kind of all start to happen at the same time as the as you started seeing the numbers? Yes. So both of these things were happening at the same time. And I really felt like something like supernatural was like kind of happening to me in a way. There was a shift somewhere. Yeah. I definitely noticed that. Um, and that was the time, like after that started happening, I just felt like I needed to talk to someone about this, you know, <laughs> because mm -hmm. it, it was very strange. And I just felt like the universe or, was like talking to me. So that's when I visited a psychic 
And everything that she told about me was true. And I was shocked. I was like, wow, like this is all real. And that's, I think after seeing that psychic, it kind of opened, it was like the kind of like the gateway to the new age for me because I wanted to like really explore different aspects of the spiritual world after that. Yeah, that's a lot that the, those three things, the dreams, the numbers and the psychics, mm -hmm. uh, the psychic um, encounter that you had that showed that there was some legitimacy there. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, once you, because the world really teaches us that there's nothing more than this material world. So once you start to kind of have a little bit of a taste that there is something more, that's a really, even though as we go along, we'll find out that there, it's not as it seems, it's a very powerful moment. Mm -hmm. It definitely was. And um, yeah, so I started to do a lot of, I pretty much, I dived in deep into the new age and like, I was pretty much obsessed like and I don't even think like obsessed is a strong enough word to describe like how immersed I was because new age pretty much was it was my whole like my whole life you know like I really and it was hard like coming out of it too because it felt like my whole world just went upside down um yeah, some of the new age practices that I did um, was that I was really much um, into like meditating with crystals. <laughs> you know? uh, I would meditate with crystals over my chakras and I would meditate very heavily, like for hours, like every single day. I wanted to, um, like it became to the point, like I was meditating not only to like heal myself, but I wanted to like have higher consciousness, <laughs> which mm -hmm. it's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, Looking back now at that particular <laughs> period, like, do you, do you feel like you were having some kind of like quote success with, with that? Um, yes, I was like, because I was also, you know, I was meditating also to have my third eye fully opened. And that was a really um, kind of like a scary part of my journey at first, because when I first started doing that, um, I hadn't done enough inner work that I was pretty much an open like portal in a way, like an open channel for spirits. And I had this one encounter where I remember this was right after like I had meditated for like four hours straight. And I remember I, op I finally like opened my eyes to my room and I saw like this dark like vortex had opened right in, in my room. And I was a little bit, I was just like, whoa, like, am I seeing things now? Like, yeah. I, I, for a moment I was like, wow, am I going crazy? Like, is this real? Like, but no, like I, I was really like opening myself to this other world and, um, because I was also doing astral projection, um, which is, you know, it's when you leave your body to go like to other like dimensions. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Insidious. <laughs> I, I haven't, no. No, okay. Is that a big part of it? <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much the character, the main character, him and his son have the ability to do astral projection. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I was pretty much doing that. And there's, I remember there's one time where 
I went to this other like dimension that was like really, really cold. And I just felt like in my spirit, like I needed to get out. I needed to go, I needed to come back home because no human was supposed to come there. Like no, there's no way that any human could survive there. And I remember when I was trying to make my way back to my own body, like something was trying to follow me out. And it almost did like it, um, like right when I got back into my body, there um, was this scratch on the wall of my, um, in my room where whatever was trying to follow me out, like it made a scratch. Wow. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> when, when this had happened, like, was this a long period of working up towards this? Because this is, this is really like really in depth work that you're doing. This didn't yeah. just happen overnight, right? That you were, no. that you were able to do this. No, this did not happen. This definitely took like, I had to meditate for hours. Like this took a couple, like quite a few months to be able to get to this level. And it was after that incident, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna meditate to open my up my third eye for a while. Cause I felt like in a way, I don't think I was fully ready for it. And I'm, I'm honestly really glad that I stopped at that point because I think if I had continued, um, like who knows what other doors I could have opened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. I don't think that you had shared that in your, in your original video. No, I did not. I did not get to dive in that deep with it. At this point, um, did other people in your family or your friends have any idea what you were doing? Um, so they didn't really know about it too much because I only shared it with like my really close like best friends and one of my best friends she wasn't really as into it <laughs> as I was um but the other my other best friend she was pretty much in the same boat as me like we were both doing these new age things but we didn't really talk like we have this kind of relationship where we don't talk as often like we could talk to each other once every blue moon and we'll still like catch up from where we left from where we left off um so even though we were both doing these new age things it's not like we were like talking about it all the time right it was just kind of whenever it naturally came up yeah um yeah so with my other friends though I didn't really get to talk about the new age too much because I felt like they wouldn't really understand it and in a way I kind of kept that part of myself kind of hidden um just simply because yeah I felt like they wouldn't understand it and they wouldn't um resonate with what I was doing yeah and, I, and on one hand I'm sure that that was um probably like uh it felt like you were protecting yourself but on the other <laughs> hand I'm sure that that was it was kind of like created like some ambivalence in, in your mind because I'm sure that at some points it was like isolating I would think to to kind of have your own world but at the mm -hmm. same time I'm sure it kind of felt like an escape Yes, like it definitely, um, it definitely got me to the point where I felt like I was very much different from everyone. And it made me feel like I needed to be more on my own because I couldn't share this part of my world with them. And even with the, the guy that I was dating like two years ago, um, I never told him really about it. Like I would tell him, I would just, uh, he knew about the Reiki, but he didn't know about like any of the other stuff that I did. Um, I was also very much into things like feng shui and 
reading books on quantum physics and law of attraction and yoga. Um, what else? I was also into Oh yes, I was also into like oracle cards and using tarot cards, which, oh my gosh, that, that's like <laughs> a whole other like doorway to were things. You, were you using them like uh, to help other people or were you seeing um, people that were using them? Um, so I saw psychics that were using them and mm. I also was using them to help other people. Mm. Um, but I didn't, I would mostly rely on my Oracle cards. I didn't use my tarot cards as much. Um, but even so, looking back at it, I can see how dangerous that was simply because the thing is with the spiritual world is you don't always know who you're talking to. Even yeah. though, even though you know, I would always say like this um, protection prayer beforehand. Um, and then I would also light up some like sage to kind of like, cleanse the room, cleanse the energy of the room before and afterwards. Um, but even so, it's like, you still don't know who you're talking to because the spiritual world, it, um, anyone could be pretending to be someone that just like the enemy, you know, the enemy presents himself as an angel of light. And I think that's what happened is because I was in communication with, you know, spirit guides and I didn't learn until later on that they weren't really they weren't really the angels that I thought that they were when you started to get in contact with them how how mm -hmm. did that process work for you was it just a matter of like um, contacting them through deep meditation yeah so it started off with me contacting them through meditation um, and then I, I would also um, like write to them on like in my journal and they would answer back to me in different ways um like little like, signs yeah like signs pretty much um and then also it got i was getting so deep into the new age that i pretty much i developed like my clear my clear audience which is my clear hearing um, so I was able to communicate with them in my mind. Hmm. Like I was able to receive messages. Um, wow. through, yeah. In my mind. Um, so the more and more I got into the new age, the more I realized that I was just getting so isolated from everyone. And I was also I also like realized I was getting further away from God and I just felt like I had this urge like to read the Bible for some reason. Hmm. Yeah. And so I started to read the Bible. I read it from the beginning. And when I read Genesis, oh my gosh, it was just like, wow, like this is the truth. Like everything, like my whole world was like, it just, my whole world felt like it was just shaken up because I felt like I had just discovered this truth. And I realized that the whole time that I had been doing all those things, like I had been heavily deceived. I fell for the oldest trick in the book, which is 
the biggest lie that the enemy told Adam and Eve is that you can be your own God. <laughs> you can be just like God. And at this point, this was the first time, like, since you were a child that you had really thought about even cracking open a Bible. Isn't that right? Yeah. Like, I had never, like, even thought about doing that in my childhood years. I was never, I never felt that urge until that moment after I realized I was getting isolated from God and from my friends. How was, how was that period then, as soon as you kind of started to figure out that this, you could have been deceived this whole time, like, that must have been, like, incredibly jarring. Mm-hmm. It, it really was. I just felt like, wow, like, because, you know, in Genesis, the serpent, he pretty much tells Adam and Eve, like, if you eat this apple from the, from the tree, like, of knowledge, then you're going to know everything that God knows, you know, you can be just like him, you can have whatever you want. And it was like, wow, this is, isn't this, I kind of thought to myself, like, wow, this is like, what the law of attraction wants us to learn is that we, if we, um, if we put things out to the universe, then if we claim it, then we can be our own God, or we can be our own goddess, like we can create our own life for ourselves. And that is like, not true. That's not true at all. Like, yes, I truly believe that God wants to give us the desires of our heart. But if it's in his will, you know, meaning that if it's really going to be good for you, and if it's going to give him glory, then yeah, you can have it. But if it's like, wanting all these material things, all these worldly possessions and like, or wanting to keep like this toxic relationship or like a job and these things are gonna lead you down the wrong path. And I don't think that we should be manifesting these things. Yeah, really well said because when you're in, like when you're dabbling in different types of spiritualities, I think it's so hard to remember that there is a a truth out there on top of like these different spiritual practices. It's very hard to look past those, the, the wonder of every, all those different spiritual practices. Like you were saying, you were traveling to different dimensions. You had, you had actual like um, uh, prophetic dreams and you had certain signs that would come to you both through psychics and, and otherwise it's mm-hmm. very very hard to see past all of that especially as i said before when you are trained to to believe that there is no truth to any of these things and all of a sudden that whole world is is opened mm-hmm. up to you and you realize that there is and it becomes so easy to forget about that little book that you that is oftentimes like or used to, at least used to be like in and like mm-hmm. hotels, you know, the Bible, um, because it's, it's, it just seems so dull and, and boring compared mm-hmm. to those things. Right. And I think that's the thing with the enemy is like, he, he wants to like draw us in with these alluring things. And it's, it's funny because looking back at it now, there was this moment. I remember when I was in the new age, I went to my grandmother's church. And at the time there was something that the priest said that really stood out to me. I, I couldn't understand why like it stood out to me but at that moment like I just remember him saying you can't be he said like you can't be distracted by the stars because at the end God is your destiny and I kept like like th- throughout the years that I was practicing new age I kept thinking like for some reason I kept thinking about that one line that he said and now looking back at it it all makes sense <laughs> like 
I had all these distractions, you know, these things were so promising. They were like the stars to me. But at the end, like God, he is my destiny. Like he ended up calling me home to him. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's beautifully said. It's so easy, I think, to get distracted by the created things and instead of really coming back to the creator of all of the created things, uh, especially when those things are so wondrous, like the, you know, the stars or um, mm -hmm. even crystals. So mm -hmm. um, that, that, wow. What a, what a message there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So when I started to read the Bible, I actually started to get very heavily attacked by the enemy because when the enemy knows that you're going to be closer to God, he doesn't like that. He wants to keep you away from him as much as he can. So of course he's going to attack you when, um, before, like he wants to stop you from getting close to God. So that's what, that's what was happening to me is the more I read the Bible, he wanted to keep me away from God. And that was when I started to have like these attacks through like sleep paralysis at night. And I was visited by my spirit guides and it turned out they weren't even real spirit guides. They were like, these were demonic beings that in the whole time I had been in communication with and I had not even realized it until they showed me like their true form. How did you know it was them? Um, because I called out to them. I, like I said, because they appeared before me and then I asked them like, is this really you? And then they showed me who, like they showed me their real, like what they really look like in the physical form. What, what did they look like? It just look like kind of like you know in the movie Insidious. Well, you haven't seen it, but yeah, it was just like one of those demons. I'm sure many other people have seen it. <laughs> I I see like two movies a year, but I'm sure many other people have seen it. So that's I, I'm sure that's helpful for many people. But yeah. they did. But they to, to like the the main point is that they did look demonic. Yes, like mm. there were there was nothing like human about it or like it just it's really hard for me to describe <laughs> like mm -hmm. um but it was just very intense and really really scary and this was all kind of happening uh, around the same time as the sleep paralysis at night yes like mm -hmm. this would happen yeah during my sleep paralysis mm -hmm. and i actually my last um my last sleep paralysis episode that i had it was like three in the morning. And I remember um, I woke up. So what happened to sleep paralysis is that pretty much your mind wakes up before your body wakes up. So even though I'm still technically, my body is still technically asleep, um, my mind can be on already. Like I could see things in the room. I can hear things as well. Um, yeah, so I woke up, but my body was still asleep. And I just remember thinking, oh, no, like, I'm having this episode, I need to wake up right now. And, but my body was just shaking. And I couldn't like, I couldn't get my body to just get up, you know? Yeah. And so my body kept shaking. And then I noticed that out of the corner of my room in my like, from my closet, I noticed this really dark figure 
starts to materialize and it walks out of my closet. And <laughs> it was the enemy, you know, he, he spoke to me like, and it's like really scary for me to even to acknowledge that because normally when it comes to sleep paralysis, I don't hear things like I'm from the, the beings that I see, like I don't actually hear their voice. Um, but I clearly, clearly heard his voice because um, it was right in my ears. Like it was very smooth and it was very velvety and charming. It was, I was like, wow, like I'm not, I don't think I'm crazy because this hasn't happened to me before yeah that's a great point this this had never happened to you yeah. until you were now you started renouncing some of these practices i i mean yeah gone your whole life and this never happened to you yeah this is like the first time that this has ever happened to me and when he um started speaking to me he said and he saw me you know shaking because i'm still trying to like wake up my body but i can't and he said i can see you struggling and when he said that I felt like he was trying to keep me trapped in this level of fear. And yeah, I what a nice, went, what a nice thing to say to someone. Yeah. <laughs> very, very spirit guide, like very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, I just, I, I looked at him and I told him like, no, I don't believe in you. I believe in Jesus Christ. I don't believe in you. And then he just kept laughing at me. And then I just kept repeating like, no, I don't believe in you. I'm a follower of Christ. He's my Lord and savior. I just kept repeating that. And I felt it, like I felt it in my heart and I felt like this light in my heart. And that's when eventually he disappeared. And wow. I've never had another attack after that. Wow, wow, praise God, that's incredible. How, yeah. how long do you, do you have any inclination, like how long that was that you continued to um, say Jesus's name? in that instance? I think for me, it felt like a long time, Yeah, <laughs> but I think it probably was probably at least like a minute or two. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. really fascinating. And I just asked yeah. that because some people, it seems like it happens very quickly. As soon as they yeah. say Jesus's name, the beings will vanish. Other people, yeah. it, it takes a little longer. And I think that mm -hmm. maybe uh, there's like different variables that play, like how much, uh, how in depth you got into some of these practices, like some of these different spiritual practices. And I also think that it just um, kind of varies as well, like depending on um, the situation, like this, you said that this was the last this was the last time that you've had this happen to you. So it sounds like the enemy was really get, trying to give you like all, all that he had. Um, mm -hmm. This was like the final, like the final fight, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. I felt like it was kind of like that final like showdown. Of, um, but I definitely like showed him that I, I wasn't going to be on his side anymore because the whole time that I had been doing the new age, I was pretty much working for him and I didn't even realize it. So where does your, after this happened, like where, where does this leave you spiritually? Like at this point, I would think that you were pretty much like uh, completely done with the new age or was there any lingering things that you were still kind of dabbling in? So at this point, um, I decided that, you know, I was going to leave the new age and 
throw away all the all the things that I had associated with it so this meant like throwing away all the books and all the crystals and all the sage and everything like I just threw them all away and yeah I didn't want to give away any of the books to anyone because I felt like I don't want to give things away to people if I feel it's really harmful um but I think one of the hardest things for me to let go of was the idea of like reincarnation <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> because for me I, I like really believed in that stuff. And especially because I also had like this past life reading and it, I felt like everything in that past life reading really resonated with me. So learning to let go of that was really challenging. Um, but I also realized that the enemy is a really good liar. <laughs> Yeah. How, how was that process for you? Um, do you remember how you were able to find out the legitimacy of reincarnation? Like the, the fact that it's not as it claims to be? Was it just like delving into the word? What was that like for you? For me, it was just more like delving into the word more and just building my relationship with God and finding my identity in him, you know, like yeah. learning that I don't need to be validated from all these other like sources because at the end of the day like jesus is the one who validates me yeah there's something there's definitely something supernatural you want to talk about supernatural that happens as you continue to delve into into the bible and really have like look at it with an open mindset but i also mm -hmm. think it's interesting too that every like you you can go on youtube and, and look at some of these other like you know new age to christianity testimonies and how many other people had a similar experience to you in the new age where they're talking to spirit guides and, and dabbling in other spiritualities outside of christianity and mm -hmm. they also almost every single time that these uh different people believe in reincarnation as well and mm -hmm. then as soon as they start to come to the same realization as you that the spiritual world there can be deception there it's like the mm -hmm. things in that in that world are shapeshifters you never know what you're encountering that uh all these beings that they're in, these shape-shifting beings and that that now we know to be demonic all of them right. claim that it seems to be almost all of them claim that uh, reincarnation is is real so i just think that that is an incredibly important thing to highlight which is that right. w why is it that all of these shape-shifting beings in the spiritual world claim that re reincarnation is real it seems like none of them um have none of them say that there's it's like the way that it works in the bible which is that we have mm -hmm. one life and there's only uh, one of, or two places that we can go so i just think that there, there's something going on there there has to be there has to be more than just a coincidence i would think right i would think so i think it also because it takes away from the idea that there's only one life that people think oh because i i, I i'm gonna have another life after this i don't have to like be perfect like I don't have to be a good person in this life like you know what right. it takes off that pressure of because you think you're going to have another chance at another life like it feels like you, you have this license to sin and, and do all these things yeah no. and who cares if I die because I have yeah. another shot mm -hmm. I think yeah that's that's something um that's just a tactic from the enemy in a way a lot of these are just tactics they're strategy Exactly. And when you have thousands and thousands and thousands of years to game plan, uh, it's very, mm -hmm. very hard to, as a human being, to decipher these things if you're not for, firmly grounded in some kind of a truth. Um, exactly. So it, it, it's, I think it's very understandable that, you know, people like yourself and myself, if, if we weren't firmly grounded in this, it's, it's very hard to navigate. It's very hard to navigate.
Mm -hmm. I agree. I think, I think looking back at it, I was very vulnerable and in a way I was very gullible because when you're, especially, uh, I think a lot of people who were drawn into the new age, they come from a place of pain and wanting to heal themselves and other people. And also a lot of people who go into new age are just like truth seekers. Right. They're looking for the, you know, some of the answers to those questions. Like, why are we here? What mm -hmm. is the meaning of life? Um, which really, when you think about it, makes it all that much more cruel that the enemy would then exploit people that are really, really diligently uh, searching like from the bottom of their heart for these answers and then to use them and to manipulate them. Um, it, it doesn't get much worse than that in my, in my, especially like you were saying that these people, a lot of times people like this have some kind of wounds in their background that kind of draw them to wondering, mm -hmm. you know, why, why did I have to go through this? Why did I, why am I having to suffer like this? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, but, you know, when, when I started to read the Bible and really understand like everything, it clicked and I realized, you know, the enemy, he knows the Bible too, which is why, he, you know, he wants to draw us away from it. Yeah. 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 And that's a great point because, you know, even in the new Testament, it shows that he is, um, he even quotes scripture to, to Jesus, mm -hmm. but quotes it in a way that, <laughs> just like the new age is like there's a, there's truth mixed in with with some lies he just turns that dial from just a little bit like from where center point to the left or right and that's when it gets hard to to really navigate these these different um truths when mm -hmm. when things are when lies are mixed with truths exactly and he also likes to attack people when they're at their weakest you know i was at a re really weak point in my life and um you know even the enemy he even tried to attack jesus when Jesus was fasting for 40 days, you know, the enemy began to talk to him about bread. And, you know, no, knowing that Jesus had a, a weak point there, like he had, his stomach was empty. And I think that's where the enemy kind of looks for. He kind of looks for places where you feel like you're empty. And he, he tries to tempt you with the, those things. Yeah. And I, I think it's interesting too, when I think about your story and, and your background, like the traumatic background that you had growing mm -hmm. up there, um, there are a lot of people that are similar to you. Uh, I, I didn't realize until I came out of the new age that many of the people that have had like um, demonic or even UFO or alien in, encounters, it's mm -hmm. some, it's some like insane uh, correlation of people that have been like, especially like sexually abused as a child and have had these UFO encounters. It's something like 70 or 80%. And every mm -hmm. single time in these encounters, um, as soon as you say Jesus's name, um, these UFOs or alien or demonic beings uh, disappear. And so I think that really speaks to your point that uh, the enemy really tries to exploit the people that are going through these these hardships, um, mm -hmm. especially people that have really, really deep, I think, spiritual wounds that can happen from something like a deep trauma or, or sexual abuse. And mm -hmm. from there, I think he knows that there are going to be a lot of people that are suffering that are looking for answers. And even if it comes into the world of aliens, there are people that are look that that gives them some kind of uh, peace and, mm -hmm. and and the enemy knows that if he can exploit that that part of that person he can lead them down the the wrong path so it really right. it's just it, it's just interesting to me to see how many how this all ties together um and and it all kind of um correlates uh it's really really fascinating mm -hmm. yeah i agree so so at this point you said you started to to renounce everything um it, but in and you had just gotten through your last um, encounter your last sleep paralysis encounter. 
what what happens next? So after that, I really just recommitted myself to the Lord. And in a lot of ways, like I've changed so much. Like I don't, I don't drink or like, I mean, I don't, I don't like party like as I used to, you know, I'm, I, I don't even dress the way that I used to dress. I used to dress in a way that was um, like very provocative. And for me, um, looking back at it, I think I was trying to like emanate, you know, like goddess energy. And I realized like, no, like it's, I think modesty is really important um, for, for many different reasons. And God has pretty much just changed my whole life around. Like, I'm just, I feel like I'm more, I can be more my authentic self and he's just giving me, given me so much more peace and so much love that I can really say that I feel this fulfillment that I would I would have never reached had I been on my own. Like if I if I didn't have him in my life, like I I think I would just be this empty void because that's how I was. I was just this empty shell of myself. You know, I was really depressed. I suffered from panic attacks. I had PTSD, um, and I just had a really like low self-worth um but all of that has really changed he's really given me a new spirit you know he's renewed my heart um if if you had told me back then as a 24 year old like if you had told me like it's possible for god to change your whole life around i don't think i would have believed you simply because, you know, I carried all this guilt and I carried all this shame. And I just thought like I could handle things on my own. And I also felt like in a way, I felt like I was just always gonna be broken in a way. Like I saw I saw my heart as like a, a broken glass bottle that I didn't want, I didn't want anyone to get too close to me because I was afraid that they would damaged my heart even more and at the same time I didn't want them to get near my heart either because I felt like they're going to cut themselves on the shards of glass that my heart has become you know so it was just like this right. double-edged sword um yeah and I think it's just really amazing how God has really restored my heart and to be able to have like this level of vulnerability with other people is amazing. The fact that I'm even sharing my story to the public <laughs> is truly amazing because naturally I'm a very like private person. Um, I'm very much an introvert and I don't like having a lot of the spotlight on me, but I realized this is not, this is not just my story. This is God's story. This is how God can really change a person and their life for the good. And I know that there's people out there who are going through similar situations that I went through, who are going to really like be able to take this message. And I really just, that's just really my one hope is that to be able to share the good news of the things that God has done in my life, because I feel like this is going to help other people. Yeah. Beautifully put. Um, and I'm obviously very thankful uh, that you've, the courage through God to, to share your story. 
I'm right there with you. Like as a natural introvert, I know how hard it is. So um, I think that it sounds like if you were still in the new age, like this would be something that you, you wouldn't have gotten onto like a podcast and started talking about the new age. So something, Mm -hmm. something has changed in you. It sounds like something, something on a very deep level has, has shifted in you to, if you feel like you can get out of your comfort zone in this type of capacity and, and Mm -hmm. share something like this. Yes. I, I just realized that, um, I could get out of my comfort zone. I could, because for me, like being, being a, like, being private is like, for me, it's peaceful. And so for me, this is really, I'm really just in a way, it's kind of breaking out of my peace, but for a good cause. And I feel like my love for God and for others really overcomes like this, this fear of possibly, you know, even being like rejected by man in a way by sharing my story. Yeah. Yeah, it comes back to that pride that it talks about in the Bible, which I didn't realize until I became mm-hmm. a Christian that pride isn't just about how we feel like about ourselves like that, where we mm-hmm. like quote love ourselves too much. It also comes back to how uh, if we're putting too much stock in the opinion of mm-hmm. men or other people, and if we let the opinion of other people dictate our life, that is also another form of pride. And it's those, mm-hmm. that's just like a small like snippet of things that I had no idea that the, <laughs> that the Bible talked about. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, that's, that's really, that's really insightful. That's really, there's a lot of depth to that, yeah. but you would think just the way that the the world promotes the Bible and Christianity, it would never, it, it would never touch on something so powerful like that, for instance. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think, I think that's what really differentiates Christianity from the new age is that, yeah, even though the new age teaches you that you're supposed to let go of your ego, there's still a lot of like ego driven things hidden underneath all those new age practices, because you're pretty much telling yourself that you're your own God. And you're pretty much putting yourself at the same level as God. Whereas, you know, Christianity is more about dying to yourself. Um, so that you could follow God and be more Christ-like, but that doesn't mean that you are you are your own God, you know. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I I also wanted to circle back real quick to when you were talking about how you never thought that this could be possible and like that Christianity was real. Um, it it makes me think about like I've had this like analogy or this metaphor in my mind which is that like when you're in the new age, you're not necessarily in the new age or in other spiritualities besides Christianity. Like before you realize mm-hmm. that the Bible is true and God is real, as, as is mentioned in the Bible, I really think about it like in the way of that you are in like a sandbox and you're enjoying playing in this in the sandbox. And it's really it's really satisfying for you or you think it is. Um, but it's very small, but the, but you have everything that you need in there. You have the sand, you have the, the all the, you know, like the toys that you want. But just to to your to your right, there is this wall. And um, it seems like there is there's different openings in this wall or different uh, ways it's seemingly to get through the wall, but you have no idea how to, to get through it because it's not, none of the, none of the openings um, are very cl- clear and cut. You definitely have to work to find these openings and to open them. Um, and you have no idea what's on the other side. And so I think mm-hmm. many people, I think are content with staying in, in that sandbox because that's to them, that's all they know and that's okay. But mm-hmm. if, for the people that take that extra work, because it does take some work to, to really dive into these really um, difficult subjects like truth why are we here what happens to us when we die that's tough stuff but if you Mm -hmm. really take that energy and you go and you start examining those different cracks in the wall and how to get to the other side 
I, I view Christianity as like on the other side, there's this beautiful ocean and like this beach and just like, it's just like way, way more immense and, and, and satisfying than the sandbox, the little sandbox that you were in, but you had no idea that what you were in that whole time was, was not sad, was not as satisfying as something else out there. But because yes. you took that time to, to get to traverse that wall and you had it, you followed your curiosities, uh, you were able to find something uh, that is so much more meaningful and there's, and there's so much more, um, I just think that peace and contentment and, and what a, an awesome experience, I think, to be on that beach as opposed to being stuck in the sandbox. So what you said really, really resonated with me because it makes me think about that, uh, mm -hmm. that particular metaphor. Yeah, I think that's really like beautifully put. Um, and I think it's kind of funny that you put it that way because when I was in the new age, that's kind of the way that I, like I viewed the new age kind of like as that ocean. And I thought like Christianity and other religions, you're pretty much just putting yourself in like a bubble of like, like say you're a fish, like you're just putting them in, inside this little aquarium. Whereas for me, the new age was the entire ocean. Mm, but, but now that I like, but now that I really see it, I think it was the other way around the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's but it, it's very hard to see that it, you have yeah. no idea until you you take that time to start examining your surroundings because, like I said, that takes energy and, and it takes a lot of work and it, and it mm -hmm. can be very painful to examine mm -hmm. your surroundings. Right. It yeah, it can be very painful. I agree. Um, you know, pursuing a relationship with God isn't all about the blessings um, that He gives us. But it's definitely a, uh, like a byproduct, I would say, because um, like any good parent, God, I think he wants to bless us. And I think that's what, what the Bible says, mm -hmm. um, uh, which is something that I, for whatever reason, I think that some Christians are, are hesitant to discuss this part about uh, God, that he wants to bless us. And I think that maybe some of it kind of overlaps with some of these things that we've been talking about, that it does kind of overlap with the new age a little bit. It sounds kind of new agey. But really, mm -hmm. it, if, if you look at the Bible, it does say that God wants wants to bless us he could, because he loves us. What, yeah. what are some of the blessings now as, as you become a Christian that God has given you? Um, so God has given me many blessings since becoming a Christian. Um, some of them are small and some of them are big, but they all, to me, a blessing is a blessing, you know, regardless of how big or small. Um, and I want to say one of them was being able to move to another state on my own. And I didn't even know anyone when I moved out. Like, I just felt like God, this was something that God was telling me to do. And I just trusted him. I trusted what, like, I trusted in his plan for me. And he just told me, just go here, have faith in me and trust in me because I'm going to lead you somewhere good. And I, so I moved out and I didn't even have a job that was guaranteed or like an apartment, like all of these things, they just, they came into alignment at the last minute because these were things that God wanted to bless me with. And wow. yeah, this is actually a story that I was planning to share on my YouTube as well. I'll, I'll go more like in depth with it. Um, yeah, and then another blessing that, that I prayed for from God last year was that he would bless me with um, a community of godly friends, you know, people that I could form um, like authentic relationships with to help each other grow, especially um, like 
I believe it's really important that we have like a fellowship with other people who are on the same paths as us. And that's something that I really prayed for. And just like recently this year, I actually made friends with some really amazing um, godly people. And that's something that I'm really thankful to God for. Um, wow. Yeah. And then he also, I honestly, I think my whole life is a blessing simply because especially when I was younger, I was just so very, very reckless. And I thought, in a way, I thought I was invincible. And a lot of the things that I did, looking back at it, I kind of think to myself, like, wow, <laughs> there's no way I should have survived that. Like, so I think, like, I think the whole time, like, I was doing all those things, like, God, he really was, like, he always had my back through all those times, and he was always protecting me. And also, I think it's a blessing that my mind is intact, especially after doing all those new age things. Um, I think I honestly feel like if I had continued down that path, then I've, I'm pretty sure I would have gone insane. Wow. Yeah. Um, so that was a really big blessing. It was him like saving me from that path and just, having him like renew my spirit is a really big thing because I just never thought I would get to this point. Yeah. I I'm happy you touched on that also because the, it's so hard to change worldviews, like no matter what it is, like to go from like one way of thinking to another. It's so, it's so painful, it, especially when that previous way of thinking was everything for you and it really shaped your mm -hmm. world. Another thing that makes it so painful to especially switch over to Christianity is that it, nothing about it, according to the world, is like a, like a sexy type of a thing. It's not like a cool thing. It's very it's, it's actually like, according to the mainstream, it's very looked down on. And so it's, it can be uncomfortable. And so you have mm -hmm. all these different things working against you. That's a very, very challenging period of, of your life uh, to, mm -hmm. to make all these different changes in, in your way of thinking, especially to something that is so looked down on. However, I'm so happy to hear that you found a community of, uh, of other like-minded people, other Christians, because and, and mm -hmm. God has blessed you with that, because I think that makes it so much easier if you can find relationships with people that um, view the world in a similar way and have, and also, you know, uh, have a relationship with God themselves. I think that makes this really, really challenging moment of of anyone's life that's going through something similar, uh, just a little bit easier if they have other people to 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 lean on in, in those difficult circumstances. Right, I I agree. That's also really cool about the about the um, moving. Um, that what a what a leap of faith, and uh, you you heard God correctly, and He provided for you. Um, what yeah. what a what a miracle right there. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes. I think that God's way of showing out is is a lot more miraculous and and wondrous than some of the uh, things that we see in the New Age. I just think for whatever mm -hmm. reason they they uh, they get lost, and so I really want to highlight that He did something for you. I think that is is uh, ten times more uh, miraculous than I think um, you know quote traveling, uh, doing these uh, you know astral projections and and finding uh going through other dimensions the, this this is something that really has had a an incredible um foundation on your life that is that uh, that has provided um so many different uh, aspects of your life like you said the community a whole mm -hmm. uh new awesome city to live in and also just it feeds into the relationship factor this isn't just a 
crazy uh, one-off spiritual event that happened over here in a corner. This is from uh, a relationship that you have with the creator of the spiritual and the physical world that he, he helped mm -hmm. you get to this point. And so it's not just the miracle, but it's also the relationship part of it that makes it so, I think, so much more powerful than some of these other uh, quote miracles that we see in the new age. Yes, exactly. I think you, that was very well said. Yeah. Thank you. I, I also, um, I really love the quote that you, that you end your testimony video with, um, or one of the quotes that you had, which is, um, can you imagine being in an unhealthy relationship with a partner that is cheating on you? Would you take them back again? And what I want to ask you as it relates to this is that what, it, what does this quote mean to you about our relationship with God? I think that this when I said that, I just really wanted to point out how even though, you know, even though God knows that as imperfect humans that we are, like he knows that we're going to go against his back. I mean, he knows that we're going to sin. And sometimes that's like it's intentional or like it could be unintentionally, but he knows at the end, like, yeah, we're going to make mistakes. But even so, like every day he still chooses to love us. Like, can you imagine having someone in your life that could do that for you? Wow. Yeah. He's seen us through our, our lowest points and, mm -hmm. and still welcomes us with open arms. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, I honestly, I don't think, I don't think many people could do that. Yeah. I agree with you. Wow. Um, so you, what are you up to now then? Like, I, I understand you're, it looks like you're going to put up more videos on your YouTube channel. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm still um, planning to, my goal is to try to post regularly. I'm trying to aim for at least once a week. Um, I've been pretty busy in my schedule right now, but hopefully um, in the summer, I'll be able to have more time. Um, yeah, but I definitely want to make videos. A lot of it is just my journey as a Christian woman and sharing whatever like experiences or thoughts I may have and I'm also um I'm planning to also work on my own podcast um it's more about like healing and relationships um like learning to heal and how to like love in a healthy way um so yeah this is another project that I'm hopefully trying to like work on this summer I'll give out more information on that on my YouTube channel once it has a more, um, once I have a more better like idea and structure of it. I'll let everyone know. Wow. That's exciting. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for everybody that's listening, you can find Bella's YouTube channel. It's just her name. So it's just Bella Cruz. So it's B as in boy, E as in Edward, L L A, and then space, her last name, Cruz, C as in Charlie, R-U-Z. Um, it should pop up. Um, I th actually, um, I'm not sure if it does pop up if you just type in your name, but I know that if you type in like Bella Cruz, uh, New Age or New Age to Christianity, it pops up. Um, mm -hmm. You should have, have no, no difficulties finding it if you include that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really recommend her, her channel. I really like her testimony video, which is um, a great thing to share. And also I like uh, she has a video that she came out with right after that. It's just called dressing. I think it, I, don't, I don't remember actually exactly what it's called, but it has to do with just dressing modestly as a, as a Christian woman. And I think that uh, I thought it was really well done and really it has a really powerful message that I think that unfortunately is, is, isn't really brought up that much today. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's something that uh, we need to 
uh, highlight a little bit more. I think it kind of gets lost in the shuffle of other things that we like to talk about in church. So uh, I'm just thankful that you came out with that video. And I really like your the way of that you have your channel orchestrated as well, which is that you kind of just you kind of utilize that relationship again, just kind of letting God lead you where he wants you to go in terms of the content that you put out. So I'm excited to see uh, what you and God have in store for the future. Well, thank you so much. I'm also very much excited for like your podcast as well. I think it's really great that you're also being led by God. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, Bella, I want to thank you again for taking the time to join us um, and sharing your really powerful story with us. Um, I I can't thank you enough for that. And um, I just pray that this, that your story will be able to help more people out there. And I have, I really have no doubt that it, that it will based off of the testimony video that you've already shared. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah. So thank you. Well, that's the show this week, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I hope you found this episode to be helpful. If you did, please subscribe or rate and review us wherever you're listening to this, uh, whatever podcast that they're using. That really helps us get the word out there, continue to spread the word for people that don't know about us and just continue continuing to help spread truth. Um, again, I'm really, really appreciative of that. Also, uh, just a reminder, we have a Facebook group as well. We would love to have you over there. It's just called Spirit Answers. Uh, You can interact with most of the guests that we have on this show over there. Um, And we are continuing to uh, post uh, relevant topics about the supernatural and the paranormal and how it relates back to truth and Christianity. So again, visit us over there. We would love to have you. Also, just want to uh, remind you if you found this episode to be at all helpful and you think someone else could benefit from the content, in this story, Bella's miraculous testimony, please share this with a friend, uh, just just one person. That is so helpful for us and so helpful, again, to get the truth out there. And I think that that person uh, hopefully will also find some kind of benefit, even if they don't completely agree with the material. At least they are continuing to get more information to kind of give them a broader picture of uh, maybe some of these topics that they from a vantage point that maybe they hadn't considered before. So, um, again, please share this with a friend. And lastly, if you are someone who's still maybe kind of on the fence with this whole God thing, I would ask you to please um, do something that is simple, which is to ask God to reveal himself to you by prayer. Um, I would ask you also to ask God to just guide and direct your steps. I really think that if you do this honestly and earnestly and with an open heart, that you will find some success with it and, and you will be really pleased with the results. It may not happen right away. But if you are uh, earnestly searching for truth and searching uh, for answers and trying to find out if God is real, I would ask you to, to try this. What, what could it hurt you? What could it hurt you? So uh, please do this. And uh, if you like, feel free to write me with the results of that. I would love to hear how that goes. Um, I know that God loves you and he wants nothing more than to have a relationship with you. Um, so that really covers it for this week. Again, I really, really appreciate your listening, and I appreciate all that you do to help spread the word of truth and the podcast. I hope that you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next week on Spirit Answers Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.